1: with me at the start of the show Uh, we have not been on for the last couple of weeks and uh, we wanted to give you a brief explanation and what we uh, are planning going forward but obviously uh, we're still dealing with uh, life in COVID land here in the United States and we missed a couple of shows but we are back on tonight I don't know how long tonight's show will be Joe may or may not join us Uh, the good news is Joe had his second COVID vaccine today, vaccination shot, and the bad news is it is affecting him uh, adversely, and uh, he's not sure he's going to be able to do the show at all with me today. But uh, we will. There is plenty of news out there, obviously, since we haven't been on things we could talk about. Uh, obviously, the uh, Nigranu Helmuth first match of a possible. Three series set uh, was over the weekend, a really interesting story on that, and we'll get to that a little later in case Joe's able to join me, because I want to talk about a few things about that with them. But the big news to start the show is that uh, the World Series of Poker has made an announcement that they are planning to go ahead with a series this year, a live series in the Las Vegas, and it will be at the Rio, and uh, it will... uh, Be later in the year, it'll be in the fall as opposed to the summer, so that gives them a little more time to prepare and to get ready. But we will take a look at what's happening with that. Uh, The dates that they have put out for the World Series of Poker this year September the 30th through November the 23rd, and that's uh, they're calling it tentative right now. That's the dates they have there. We will be working. Toward, uh, If everything goes well, as they hope it will, that those will be the dates this year. And so we're still looking at about a seven-week period, as we always do. But instead of starting in May and going through mid-July, we are starting late September and heading into uh, right around Thanksgiving. So um, pushing things back means uh, that more people will be vaccinated. There are more things that will happen uh, in a positive way. And uh, who knows, Uh, cooler weather might mean uh, that uh, there could be risks for uh, a fourth wave that we've been talking about now, or that could be over. It could be a fifth or sixth wave by the time that rolls around. But we will hope for the best. Uh, we really missed the tournament last year. I know everybody did going out there, socializing with friends, and even though the social life would not have been quite the same, uh, they want to get back to some level of normalcy, and they will do that this year. Uh, as far as the Rio goes, they are uh, being sold It's uh, to the Hyatt Company and that will be changing caesar still owns the world series of poker so they will look for an an alternative site to uh, have it in future years but everything moving forward uh with the world series of poker Uh, lots of stories coming out and around what people will plan to do uh it appears that there will still be a, a wsop online bracelet series and that will be this summer so that will be online's events similar to the ones they had last year uh, which was kind of an end of the year online main event they had the two live final tables out in Vegas one for the american players one for the international players and then the two winners met for the uh head to head uh uh title of the world champion uh it was damian salas who came out on top uh his total winnings for the event with that extra added million were 2.55 million joseph Aber was the American winner. So they have lots of plans. They haven't released a tremendous amount of details, but uh, we will uh, follow along as things come out. We could tell you what we know right now. Uh, We know that there will be $5 million in uh, prizes for the opening weekend. Uh, They have to uh, assess the situation as they move forward and get regulatory approval from the state. Uh, but they hope to have something called The Reunion, which uh, is a nod to last year's Cancel Series. Uh, it's a $5 million guaranteed event, and they haven't mentioned the buy-in or how many starting flights, but I, I guess you could probably figure it might be something close to the Big 50 that they had in 2019. Uh, it was a big prize pool, and they had several starting flights. And we'll see if that is something familiar, uh, similar to that. They also are planning on a twenty-five thousand dollar horse event for the pros that should be tied in with a charity. Uh, no specific on that one either, but uh, they are talking about benefiting frontline healthcare workers, which is uh, certainly commendable. So it will be at the Rio. Who knows what the future holds as far as moving it somewhere else, but they will try to get that off September 30th through November November 23rd, which is uh, right around Thanksgiving. Uh, There will apparently be also uh, a World Series of Poker Europe, and it will be, it looks like, at the King's Casino in Razvadov once again. And it's going to over actually overlap the American world series, which is kind of interesting, but that will start on November 19th is the plan right now. And right after the main event concludes during the series in the, in Las Vegas, um, that will start. The main event will start on November 4th and they will play four opening sessions is the plan right now. So we'll see how that works out. And, uh, Instead of three, they'll have four, so the extra flight might uh, help out with some of the smaller fields and social distancing. And they are also kind of are expecting a little bit lower than normal uh, turnout for that, so that will boost the prize pool as well. So uh, it's all falling together and not a lot of details, but we'll have those released as they normally do over the next few weeks. Maybe they'll have a couple of conference calls with the media to send out some of this information and we'll see what happens. I guess the bottom line for this whole thing is that we're excited that we're getting back to it. And, uh, they are making every effort to uh, try to put things together to be safe for the players and, uh, to yet give them a chance to, uh, you know, practice their poker chops out there in uh, in a way that they're used to. And, uh, there is some kind of social life that comes out of it. And hopefully, Uh, Down the road in September, which is still a good six months from now, most of the people that want to be vaccinated will be will be have gotten their shots and uh, herd immunity. I don't know. That was a bad thing at first and it was a good thing. I'm not sure how that stands. Let me bring in Joe Costello because, you know, Joe, you're not a poker player. But uh, if 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 you can comment on how you feel about uh, returning to a, a big schedule uh, the Texas uh, Rangers had that huge turnout, which uh, I don't think a lot of people are too thrilled about. What are your thoughts about getting back to normal? Is it too early, or what's the situation in your opinion?
2: Well, it's a, a thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hello to everyone out there on Poker Action Line. Appreciate all you folks out there. It's not an easy situation that Obviously, we're all going yeah. through. And I think it's important that everybody realizes that, that, uh, you know, this, uh, this racehorse wants to run, but it might not be time to run just yet. And that's what we're all kind of thinking about and considering. I've had some personal experiences over the last month or so being at racing, auto racing events, for those of your listeners that know that I, I cover and follow uh, auto racing. And there were a lot of people at our events so they clearly wanted to show up and they came and it's an outdoor event and many were wearing masks many were not you look at those rangers game uh shots yesterday you could see that a lot of people were wearing masks but a lot were not so what do you do with that situation and we're to a point now where i genuinely believe it's do whatever makes you feel comfortable Based on your own situation, like are you a single individual with no elderly parents? Well, if you are, then you're going to be much more likely to do things that are okay. And if you've got a couple of uh, elderly parents at home, then maybe you should be a little more careful, right? Maybe you shouldn't go. Maybe it's not time to go out there. But I think we've gotten to a new phase now where there's nothing that we can say to people who really want to get out there and do stuff. That's going to stop them. You just can't. Like even lockdowns, you're hearing about lockdowns. There's another lockdown in Italy. There's another lockdown in the UK. The American psyche doesn't go for that as well as some others. And I just don't see it. So sad to say, but pandemic is just about over and people are going to do what they want to do. And there's nothing that like the rational minded person like me, you know, going back to May where we were getting ready to open up. You can go back and listen to those shows. And I really felt like one more month, guys, one more month changes everything. We stay in one more month and everything that follows is totally different. But we didn't. We got out there. People wanted to go out there and they got out there and that's it. And we're living with it now. So here we are again. In a similar situation, <laughs> except people, they didn't listen then, Dave. They're not going to listen now, so it doesn't matter what we think.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, it, it everything, every sporting event or just because there are a lot of people there, it doesn't have to be a super spreader in the way that you can kind of moderate your behavior a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, who knows if you can do it with everybody, and you certainly can. But, you know, some of those soccer Uh, matches that happened in Italy in the beginning of the pandemic that people were on top of each other screaming and yelling uh, super exciting matches. And you can't, uh, you can't stop people from enjoying themselves. But if they wear a mask, maybe they don't do a lot of shouting and get their face right up into somebody else's face. It doesn't have to be a super spreader.
2: Well, you'd think that after all of this, we would have learned some things to help keep ourselves as safe as is possible. Uh, It's unfortunate, though, the debacle of the pandemic was messaging. Is a mask good? Is a mask bad? Uh, You know, what works? What doesn't work? There are still many people that don't know the answers to any of these questions, and they're going about their business. You can't expect someone to go to a sporting event and not cheer for their team when their team scores a a touchdown or has a home run or something. It's just not going to happen. So if you go good on you. And if you were to contract the virus, that's your fault and you got to deal with the consequences. And if you give it to your elderly parent and your parent dies, that's because of you and you'll live with that forever. And maybe you don't care or maybe you do. And that's just the way it is. But I really do believe, though, that the vaccine rollout has saved the day and They're now, what did they pass? Three million? Was it four million?
1: Four million over the weekend one day.
2: Four million vaccines a day. Nobody thought it could ever be done. And it's being done. And that's that's it. Like, I got my first shot. I don't know if I told you that, Dave. Uh, I was super fortunate the other day. I made a move. I went to my local Publix at 7.30 and I said, hey, do you have any extra vaccines? They put me on a list. They called me. I went there. I got it. That's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. I'm super excited about it. But n- now they're rolling out vaccines as rapidly as is possible. Everybody knows about washing their hands and not spittling on each other. And the people that get the virus now, and it could happen to me because I'm not fully vaccinated yet. Right, right. Then it's just uh, it is what it is. And it's it's a bad deal. But I don't see much that can be done at this point. Like I don't yeah, see had, a policy that will work.
1: I've had my first – I'm a little bit older than you, so I was able to uh, get in well, <laughs> the first day of uh, 60 and older. I was able to get there. I actually had already set up my appointment because I have diabetes, and uh, you know, I was considered it a, a, as a risk uh, for getting the, the COVID – But uh, I have had my first shot. My second shot is this Thursday. So two days from now, I'll have to go through the second shot and hopefully won't have a a bad reaction to it. But uh, I'm very excited about it. I still can't understand the people that are out there that, uh, you know, have turned this into a political discussion that uh, people, you can't tell me what to do. This is America. This is the United States. And the same thing with a mask, that uh, wearing a mask or not wearing a mask has led to confrontations uh, on between left-leaning uh, people and right-leaning people. It's just crazy that it has turned into that, and I, and I blame Trump for that.
2: Well, it's sad. It's a sad situation, but it is it is what it is, and people are going to react however they want to react. And they're also going to react differently depending on who they're – Speaking with, for instance, like, you know, someone might be very anti-vax to me in a personal debate, but they've been vaccinated and they might not tell me because they want to they want to put forth an opinion that they feel like they want to be a part of. Like, we just don't understand the mentality of of most folks out there. That's why everybody's got to worry about themselves and they got to do their own thing. And unless somebody comes up and starts shouting in your face without a mask, um, then you just you get away from them. That's it. That's where we're at. And it's a it's been a sad thing. Yes, I definitely think that President Trump could have done a much better job leading the country through the pandemic. And I believe that's the reason he's no longer the president, because the average American said, yeah, this this guy's not good at this. Yeah. And they've passed judgment on it and he is no longer the president. And now there's a guy in there who, you know, he might be terrible at other things. But one thing that he's good at is getting the vaccines out and worrying about the pandemic, which is our biggest problem. And so um, let's get through it. And, you know, whatever happens, we've got to deal with that person who is the anti-vax and get in your face, uh, no mask wearing person. As much as this is crazy, they might also be the person that helps you on the side of the road when you got a flat tire. Like This is just such an unprecedented, crazy scenario that we've just gone through. Um, I think it's terrible, but I think we're going to have to just put it in a little box and bury it way down deep inside when we get past. Hopefully learn the lessons and move forward.
1: Well, the scary thing for me is that uh, they had that show on c n n with the uh six doctors that were involved in policy making uh you know everyone from fauci and burks to uh um you know gerard and and some of those other people and there was one doctor on there that had been involved with the pandemics over decades. And he said, this is not going to be the last one. He goes, hopefully this will not come back in a different form or uh, the variants might cause more problems. But there could be something completely different that could come from, uh, you know, another country, another area. And it could be either uh, not as bad or maybe twice as bad. So we need to learn from these things as we
2: move on. And some people are and many people are not and will not. And this could happen again next year. And we could have a whole bunch of people say it's a hoax. And it's not real and it's just made up and masks don't work. And you're going to have to deal with those people no matter what. Like, th- that's the thing. And it's it's very, um, it's it's sad because your faith in humanity can go up and it can go down at the same time. This is right. not the last pandemic. And look at what's happening in Brazil. Now, by the way, our great friend Joe Rodriguez wants to join the show momentarily. We're going to bring him on momentarily, which is great stuff. But look at what's happening in Brazil, Dave. yeah. It's going like wildfire and variants are going like wildfire. So we know now that there's X amount of variants and every month or year that goes by, there's going to be more and more and more. And eventually one of those variants is going to beat the vaccine. So what do we do? We're in a bad spot because even if we vaccinate everybody and Brazil allows their virus to go totally out of control and generate thousands of variants, then eventually... It's going to come here and cause us a problem again. Like, what do you do? And the answer is you do not let it happen in the first place. If there's any lesson of the pandemic, which hopefully will be understood, is that you should have a pandemic playbook. You should do everything you can at the very beginning to make sure it doesn't the cat doesn't get out of the bag. And uh, when it does, you know, hopefully the the R. uh, MRNA vaccine technology is really good. But we're going to deal with this again and again from now on for the rest of our lives.
1: Right. The horrible thing uh, when you talk about a couple of those countries that are really having a bad situation. I mean, we've dealt with, you know, these refugees from Honduras and Guatemala coming in the southern border, uh, the children coming, uh, you know, unaccompanied, things like that. Can you imagine if. There was actually COVID refugees where the disease got so bad in certain countries that people just left en masse to try to go to the United States or, or other countries. That could happen as well.
2: Well, there are there are and there will be. They're fleeing violence right now. And but w- wouldn't you like if you know people wanted uh, China closed, right? And it should have been closed. It should have been closed sooner than it was. That was the big debate. It's like why did we leave China open so long? Um, and politics definitely place in all of these things we as a country are doing a great job and a terrible job all at the same time like some aspects are good some aspects are bad we could definitely do better we're leading the world we're the place that everybody wants to be there's problems and challenges that are associated with that i just i just hope that the average person has been able to think about this and has formulated an opinion, like based on those doctors, and the majority of people uh, understand that we should try our best to not let this happen again. Because right. this is, in my opinion, and nobody cares about what I think, by the way. I know car racing, and I know uh, sports, and I know a little bit of politics. But we should really try to avoid this again in the future as best as we can. And so whatever right. can be done now to avoid It happening in the future should be done, which is why they passed the $1.9 trillion uh, COVID uh, rescue thing, and they're trying to do different stuff in infrastructure. We're going to have, like, for instance, the next schools that get built. Don't you have to take into consideration the students being a little bit further apart, better HVAC systems? Don't you have to, like, the next time you go on a subway train, like, don't you think that that's going to be mandatory? Like yeah. Everything is going to have to refresh the air. They just found out that you can't get it on surfaces It's like 1 in 10,000, but it gets through the air much easier. So all the wiping and cleaning we're doing is basically nothing. All we needed to do uh, was put more fans and blowers. They're learning. We're one year into this deal. We, we yeah. haven't learned everything yeah. there is to learn.
1: Right. Well, besides that, the whole infrastructure of this country has been going down the tubes for many years and needs to get uh, this bill, Biden's bill passed, whether it's in this form or, um, you know, changed a little bit. But uh, there are so many things. Uh, technology is lagging behind, not just, you know, when people hear infrastructure, they could think of roads and bridges and and things like that. But you're right. Uh, the schools need to have their, uh, you know, air ventilation systems completely redone. And there's some of these schools that kids are going to in some of these uh, northeast uh, states that have been going to the same schools for 80 years.
2: 80 years. And you're you're touching on areas that you know I love to talk about, Dave. But it's not poker and the people who listen to Poker Action Line. Like maybe they agree or maybe they disagree, um, but you know they want to talk poker and I get it. So I will get off the topic. But infrastructure is something that I believe is what... You know, want to talk about making America great. I think that's what actually made America great, is that we created this fantastic infrastructure that enabled us to have these incredible businesses and ship goods from sea to shining sea, from the Transcontinental Railroad, and now we find ourselves in a competition with China for leadership of the world. And they... Have invested greatly in their infrastructure and in their people. And what are we doing? Are we going to keep up with them or are we not going to keep up with them? That is the question of our time. And yeah. a lot of people will tell you that we should not bother to try to keep up with them, that they would rather keep, you know, it's a, it's, we're talking about a couple of, We're talking about money, tax dollars. Nothing happens for free. Everything costs money. It's all related to taxes and paying taxes. And some people, when you ask them, hey, you're 62 years old, um, you're going to have to pay an extra 10 cents per dollar uh, to ensure that the United States of America is a world leader 50 years from now. Are you willing to do that? And they're going to tell you no. And, you know, that's what our challenge is.
1: Yeah, I agree. When we look at those other countries and we see the Japanese bullet trains and things like that, we are way behind the eight ball.
2: Yes, but like I hear them talking about bullet trains, and I got to say, as much as I was very into bullet trains, and I voted for one to go from Miami to Orlando to Tampa like four times 10 years ago, and they're like, let's do another vote. Uh, Are you sure that you really want the bullet train? Yes, I'm sure I want the bullet train. Okay, but are you really sure? (laughs) And I voted for the bullet train every time, and now I'm thinking 15 years later— does anybody really need to go anywhere anymore? Maybe everything yeah. is just virtual now. Yeah, no bullet train. Point. Do you have to get from here to Tampa anymore? You just get in front of your computer and zoom and and suddenly you're there. Does anybody need to see anybody in person? Anymore other than friends, family, (laughs) and loved ones, right? Like people you really want to see. A sad thought, but very true. Very true. Listen, I'll
1: I'll let you get off the air, try to set Joe up. Uh I'm gonna take a break here in about two minutes. I'll just wind down on this uh WSOP news and I'll throw it to a break. Hopefully you'll have him ready to go by then and he can come back after the break. So uh appreciate your help and your interesting thoughts. As usual, we have some great discussions when we were in the studio all the time together. And, uh, you know, I'm glad to get some of this on the air once in a while just Thank to uh, get some realistic and intelligent uh, thoughts behind the show, for sure.
2: I try to be in the center as hard <laughs> as I possibly can. It's just the problem is the center is moving all the time. Like sometimes it's going way to the left, and then i got to pull back to the right. And sometimes it's going way to the right, and i got to pull back to the left. And it's, it's very complex and challenging in the world we have right now. But uh, that, that's what I try to do. I try to stay in the center and— And hopefully, hopefully we can pull out of this soon enough. And with the four million vaccines a day, uh, I'm feeling like that's going to give us our best shot to getting back to what we want to do, which is go out and have fun and enjoy our lives. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, let me get back to poker then. Uh, this uh, World Series of Poker uh, live series, people are going, well, great. You know, I'm we're happy it's back. We're looking forward to it. Uh, will there be an online uh, bracelet series to go along with it? And it looks like the answer to that is yes. Probably would be during the summer when the normal live World Series of Poker would be. Uh, we don't have any dates yet, but uh, certainly uh, people uh, would like to, you know, follow up on what they did last year especially if you won money and it was successful for you but to play in some of that now it will be a shorter series obviously and uh, we'll wait for them to release a full schedule but uh it would involve gg poker for international players it would uh, involve uh, the the normal states the three states that are actually the two states that are intertwined uh Jersey, uh, Nevada, and maybe maybe some Delaware people would inv- be involved. But uh, state regulations right now in Delaware won't let them play in those events. But we'll see what happens. Maybe that will change. Uh, we know that Pennsylvania and Michigan are online. It seems a little early for them to be a part of uh, the interstate poker pool this year. Uh, they are working on it. The Michigan Gaming Control Board said uh, they are working on it with New Jersey But uh, he mentioned the end of 2021 as a timeline, and Pennsylvania is either further, even further behind, because they're waiting for the Wire Act case, which I'll get to on later in the show. I want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, It's not; it's still kind of surviving. It's uh, coming to an end. Well, we'll talk a little bit about that later. But it looks like there would be some online series this summer. And will there be any online events during the live, as we've seen in the past? Don't know the answer to that question, but we'll have to wait and see. But certainly this is uh, some interesting uh, developments, and we'll look forward to uh, things happening again. Uh, Poker Action Line, always available on uh, some past shows on WS on uh, pokeractionline.com. And, of course, you can always get uh, shows on the uh, Hold'em Radio Network PokerFuse podcast page or any place that you get your podcasts, you know, whether it's Apple Podcasts or, or uh, Spotify or uh, SoundCloud, all great places to pick up the show on a regular basis. Just search Poker Action Line and you can pick up future shows. As for the future of this show, well, we're hoping to keep it going throughout the, the year uh, back into the World Series of Poker, uh, but we'll see uh, what happens there. Uh, Right now, um, you know, I can't expect that we'll do a show every single week for an hour. But uh, as Joe and I, uh, Joe Rodriguez and I fit our schedules together and Joe Costello in the studio, we'll try to do the best we can and uh, get some guests for you as well. Let's take a break here on the show. When we come back, we'll have uh, Joe Rodriguez. Uh, We'll see how he's feeling and what his thoughts are. We'll talk a little bit about Negranu against Helmuth, which is now underway. And uh, very striking uh, result of the very first match. So we'll talk about that when we come back and get some of Joe's thoughts as he is uh, doing the best to deal with COVID, not only personally, but with his poker room. So we'll get some thoughts there as well. I'll be back after more of these um, after some messages here on Poker Action Line.
0: This is Poker Action Line.
1: Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the play for free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the play for real game becomes available later this year.
3: It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. Feedthepig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You going to finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... (laughs) Sometimes, though. (laughs) You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman.
2: We need a new stuntman.
3: Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
1: Now, joined by my partner, Joe Rodriguez, uh, who is uh, struggling through the effects of his second COVID shot. Uh, Joe, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. I, I know it's probably difficult, but how are you feeling right now, this second?
0: Well, <laughs> excuse me, folks. Um, I'm actually, you know, my whole body feels like it's. I, I've been in a boxing match with somebody, you know. Um, but, um, you know, I've had a few people. My oldest daughter had. Some issues with this. The first three days of her second shot, so um, got chills, but uh, but not running a fever. So if this is the worst of it, it's not bad.
1: Yeah, hopefully it'll only be a day or so. Uh, but it hit you right away. You had the shot today, so it kicked in immediately, huh?
0: Yeah, I mean, I got home and uh, was the shot by one o'clock. I wasn't feeling right and um, laid down about one thirty. <laughs> and got up uh, about a half hour or so ago, so my apologies to the show.
1: Okay, well, let's uh, talk about some of the latest things. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been on. I kind of explained that to people, and we'll hope that uh, we can do as many shows as possible in the next few months. It may not be every week, but uh, you know, we'll try not to skip too many weeks if we can uh, avoid it. But uh, the big story, I guess, uh, besides the World Series, and uh, we did cover that pretty extensively, but uh, Helmuth against... Uh, Negranu took place over the weekend uh, the first of what I guess will be three matches before they decide what will happen. Uh, it's kind of following the format that Helmuth uh, took on when he uh, faced up against the magician and beat him all three and that was it so uh, basically uh, Helmuth won the first match which was you know maybe not surprising in itself except that Daniel at one point early in the match went up nine to one in chip count and made it all the way to 19-1. to He had 95% of the chips. He couldn't finish it off, and Phil came all the way back, took the lead, and then won the match.
0: Well, good for him. That must have been some heater he was on.
1: Yeah, he he did. And, uh, you know, it's not going to be a great situation for the rest of us to see his head blow up a little bit, but but, uh, Daniel couldn't. He took some criticism from the poker world for not finishing things off It was a six-hour match. It took place over the weekend. I guess it was on Sunday and was aired on uh, Poker Go. And I heard they had some technical problems, too. So it was kind of a nightmare. But uh, in the end, it was just a nightmare for Negranu who finally ended up um, having his uh, open-ended straight flush draw fall short to Phil's pocket nines in the end. And that left the option with Negranu to decide if he wanted to play a second match. Uh, for double the stakes basically instead of a $50,000 buy-in it's going to be a $100,000 buy-in and uh, we'll see what happens uh, but uh, Hellmuth got the win and uh, a lot of people could not believe it
0: well I don't know if you've ever done that Dave I mean I don't I don't believe I was up 19 to 1 or came back from 19 to 1 but I've been in tournaments where I've had a substantial lead and I was a substantial underdog at least 10 to 1 on both sides and and I've had, you know, similar results as both of them have. You know, I couldn't believe I lost the the one that I had uh, more than 10 to 1. And and the other one, I couldn't believe I had come back. And, you know, it's it's like you said, he had an open-ended straight flush draw and lost to a pair of nines. You know, it's uh, pretty amazing. But it is very hard to lose that, Dave. I mean, I don't know how many hands in a row they got it all in, but you could literally go all in at least three or four times without it even getting back to even you know right so well
1: isn't it isn't it true that some people and i I guess it's it's human nature when you have such a big lead like that you're going to play a lot more hands to try to finish things off and and maybe not uh premium hands at all uh to put it likely and uh that's when you start losing a few and once someone gets on a roll and gets a little confidence then you might be in trouble
0: Well, what it is is, you know, you're up 19 to 1. I don't know what the blind structure was, but at this point, there's no value. There's practically no value in you folding, Dave, you know. That's why you're practically calling with any two because whatever blind structure you're at, whether you're the small or the big, I don't know if they were putting up any annies, but the value just doesn't, it doesn't merit you folding most hands, you know. Right, and again, if you're going in as an underdog and it holds, you know that's that's why when you see some of these tournaments where somebody has such a huge chip, and and you see the final on TV and you know Dave won with a you know a three nine or something, you know it's it's just that person couldn't fold their hand; they had to call and just hope they they get lucky and and they did. So right, right, uh, that's what's the, been my experience, and you know, and the tournaments that I've played in and watched, it's just no value in you folding at that point
1: yeah exactly uh, there was a hand they mentioned that, that really almost put uh, Helmuth away with uh, Phil had uh, pocket nines and Negranu had six four of diamonds Helmuth three bet to 3700 on that hand and Negranu called and the flop was four four three. And then there was a five on the, an 8 on the turn, 5 on the river. So uh, that was a bad hand for Helmuth as uh, Negranu uh, had the trip fours and, and took the pot, bringing Helmuth all the way down to just 7,000 chips out of the 100,000 in play. Yeah, so he
0: was uh, ni- 93, 93. So at that point, he's like, what, about a 14%? 14 to 1?
1: Yeah, uh, a little, little more than exactly. that. But he actually lost a couple of thousand more. So it was 95% of the chips on the Granu's uh stack. Wow. So pretty crazy, but uh, Phil got a couple of uh, fortunate hands. Uh, he had a, got a double up one time when he had uh, queen, six of clubs and Daniel had 10, five of clubs. There were two clubs on the flop and, uh, and, end up uh, you know, doubling up there, uh, Helmuth in a, in a tough situation and then slowly just kind of, uh, you know, put, uh, daniel in the hole there and he's got to be just going crazy thinking he had already won the match long ago but uh i guess it's just yeah, you know well, chipping, chipping you, a chair even in heads up that's
0: it. Awesome. i've seen that twice in my lifetime with the same person but it does get frustrating dave you know especially once the you know what you've had a 19 to one and then all of a sudden it's a three to two advantage and you're 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 frustrated because now you know if they double up you're going to be a four to one underdog, and uh, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I know how I felt, and uh, you know, you kind of go in a kamikaze type of style. At least it was for me.
1: I think the uh, the term that came out in this tournament was something Phil's come up with, and he mentioned it in the uh, the pre match interview. But he calls sometimes his play uh, apex predator shit. <laughs> which I don't know exactly what that means, but uh, it's kind of interesting.
2: <laughs> it means Godzilla. Is what oh, okay. Means. Yeah.
1: I, I guess he had gone to the IMAX theater uh, maybe sometime this week.
2: Yeah, that's what Godzilla and, is. Apex Predator.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, it does not look that this will, the next match will probably happen until this summer, and we could go well into uh, 2022 before they finish things up. But, yeah. Uh, um, shocking but you know uh kind of interesting and something certainly for the poker world to talk about
0: yeah you know i'm sure daniel is is still talking to himself about that
1: that
0: 19 to 1 you know but uh we we know what a great player he is so
1: a couple of things came out uh over the april fools we missed uh, april fools day and uh That was, incidentally, the day that the World Series of Poker made that announcement about their schedule. And I don't know why they did it on that day, but they were insisting that it wasn't an April Fool's joke and they were moving forward with it. But there was a real uh, interesting note uh, that Poker News came out with on April 1st and talked about how Chris Moneymaker has been lying for 18 years and that his real name is Christopher Brian Smith. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it sounded really realistic, and they had interviews with Moneymaker and then Norman Chad, and it was really funny because Norman Chad was, like, furious, and he said, he goes, it's not like the poker world is uh, uh, it's bad enough that the poker world has based their uh, turnaround on this guy's career, and he was lying the whole time about his name but I based my career on this. And, uh, you know, it's really funny. Then at the end of the story, they said, we're going to continue to report on this story until uh, 1159 on April April 1st. So then you finally realized that it was a joke.
0: Yeah. Uh, the one that got me, I don't know about you guys, but the one that got me was Strahan with his teeth. <laughs> yeah, I
1: saw that one as well. I did see that you as know. well. Uh, the other funny story that just came out over the weekend was um, – Paul Pierce, the basketball player that played with, uh, obviously with the Celtics for many years, and is uh, known as a, a poker player. Well, he actually sent out a Facebook live of his home poker game, and I guess it was pretty raunchy. Um, everybody, a lot of people thought it was really funny, but they had uh, girls in bikinis there, uh, massaging the players and twerking on the floor and and uh pretty interesting thing but it also had uh, pierce smoking what appeared to be marijuana um there was nearly no action of the poker game it was just around a poker table but everybody thought it was real funny until espn saw it and uh, fired him wow okay he's been a uh he's been on nba countdown and also a show called the jump and uh they didn't think it was funny and uh they just let him go basically on the spot. So uh, I guess, you know, what stays at the poker table, what, what you do at the poker table should stay at the poker table.
0: Yeah, but... well, listen, you know, social media gets everybody into trouble. I don't understand the <laughs> the phenomenon with all of that of wanting everybody to know what you're doing. It doesn't make any sense to me, but that just could be because I'm old, Dave. Eh?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh speaking of uh, your room, uh did want to talk about that for a minute. You're obviously out of work today because of uh, how you're feeling and maybe for the next day or so. But yep. uh how are things going at uh Casino, Miami? I know you've been working hard to well, try to you know, we
0: had we had a very good uh, you know, end to March. Um you were talking about the tournament's uh you know, lucky hands at uh Helm you said. On Negrano hit against him, uh, we had a very similar with the guy who was our chip leader in the tournament, uh, dominated from the very first hand, and had to get very lucky as the bubble boy when he got it all in with sevens against kings and flopped a seven. So, wow! Uh, which then which then propelled him to the final table, of which he got two all-in hands uh, as an under well. on one of them, but uh, on the turn he spiked a two-outer and, um, you know, rode that the rest of the way. He didn't need much help after that, but, uh, yeah, it was very interesting. Um, Nice turnout once again for the tournament, and, um, you know, we're plugging along, Dave, you know, every day just a little bit better than the next, and, uh, you know, just trying to make that room, uh, you know, important again.
1: Well, I know you talk with a lot of players, uh, and a lot of them had to – maybe never played online poker before, but uh, went to different spots and, and maybe spent some of their time playing. Uh, are any of them reluctant to come back and play live, or they were just dying to get back?
0: Well, obviously the people who are there were going nuts to come back. Um, I have had uh, some super really nice guys uh, – probably a little bit older than you and I, Dave, since you and I are about the same age. And um, these guys haven't returned, you know. Um, We did have, you know, some sad news. Uh, Regular player there, big guy, about mid-40s, you know, caught COVID. And, uh, you know, from what I was told, I saw his picture in the hospital and uh, didn't make it, you know. So, you know, people out there who still want to, go through everything you know just remember these stories people are still passing away from this um you know that they're opening up a little bit on monday here in miami Dade county the the mayor has put forth i don't know if you addressed that earlier in the show no um, i didn't yeah so you know we um we're going to be extending our hours on monday um I have an idea of what they're going to do, but it hasn't been made official yet, so I won't comment on that.
1: Well, uh, and obviously management makes a decision there, but personally, how do you feel about it?
0: How do I feel about it, Dave? Put it this way. Um, There is – it's funny, you know, because to me it's a charade, you know. Um, I've had to move tables away from each other to keep, you know, the social distance (coughs) – excuse me – to get, you know, approval. And I'm, you know, scratching my head as, as is everybody else there. Cause we got seven players on the table and there's no way in the world. You can get seven players on the table and keep them six part of six feet apart. Right. You know? So what is the difference between that and just opening up your room? I, you know, I can understand we don't put nine players on the table. I'm kind of really four, seven players. Um, in my room, particularly, it'd be a, it'd be a, a big advantage if we were able to keep it to that. Um, and again, it, you know, I'm there looking at this, going, "Oh, we can't have that table open because it's too close to the other table." And you know, I'm staring at this, going, "Well, these seven players, along with the dealer, are all within you know a foot or two of each other." Right. You know. <laughs> so it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, you know, right now, the status quo right now for me actually is very good, but uh, it's becoming increasingly more difficult to maintain, Dave. I mean, you know, people are just the ones who are, are venturing out just don't want to follow these rules. Yeah. Now, you no, know, with me having said that I got my second shot today, you know, I'm figuring by the end of the month, um, 60%, 70% of Dade County hopefully will be vaccinated. And, uh, you know, the more that goes forward, you know, uh, like it or not, we're going to have to start opening up everything. I mean, look what they did in, uh, the, at the Rangers game last
1: right. night. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. Yeah.
0: So, you know, that's what people want, you know. And, uh, you know, as we know the history of this country, whether it's alcohol, drugs, or whatever it is, You know, when when the large majority of people want it, they're going to find a way to do it. So might as well open it up and try to maintain it by, you know, making sure people still wear masks. And, you know, but think about it. Half of our state, if not more, haven't been wearing masks for the longest time. Yeah. You know, they're going out, they're socializing, no masks. So, um, it's it's neither here nor there what we think, to be honest with you. It's just, uh, you know, we have a business to run. And, you know, if I'm not, if I don't feel safe, then I have to make the choice of whether I want to continue working there or not. And as a player, same thing, whether I should go there or not, you know. So um, great question, Dave. Well, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of different answers no matter what side of the fence you fall
1: on. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, eventually we need to get back to normal. Uh, As Joe and I mentioned the first part of the show, you just need to hang on a little bit longer and talk to people about doing that and follow some of the suggestions, uh, whether they like them or not, or whether it agrees with your politics or whatever. Um, One other thing I want to touch on, speaking of legal things, uh, is – uh, the Mike Postel story seems to be coming to an end, finally. Uh, Postle, uh was trying to continue this lawsuit where he named a bunch of different places and a bunch of different players and people who accused him of cheating and was trying to hold out uh, and say that he didn't cheat and that he wanted to try to collect after an archaic California law basically didn't allow these people to collect any money. Uh, Because it was involved with gambling But uh, last week he uh, He requested a dismissal Finally of his own lawsuit Uh, His lawyers had left him in the lurch uh, Because they didn't like his behavior And the whole thing uh, Finally is uh, Done with Uh, Dismissal granted Signed off by uh, Superior Court of California On April 1st And uh, the problem now For Postal is that Because of what's called uh, anti-slap motions uh, that are involved with trying to uh, collect money out of this uh, from uh, his opponents, since he dismissed the lawsuit, he's going to owe these people uh, like Veronica Brill and Todd uh, Witellis uh, for uh, their lawyer costs. So he's going to end up having to fork up uh, several hundred thousand dollars in legal fees. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well <laughs> he probably seems, got seems pretty
1: just, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. You figure, you know <laughs> similar to O J doing what how many years did he do for <laughs> Yeah. For, for his thing there in Vegas, uh, being that he didn't get convicted of the murder, you know. So uh uh yeah, I think it is pretty uh <laughs> pretty just so um now the funny part is does he have that kind of money?
1: I don't know. be able
0: to pay that. You I know? don't
1: know. Uh, it's funny, the last line of the story is, uh, Postel did not respond to Poker News request for comment regarding the latest court development. Yeah. he's <laughs> Not surprising. He's probably
0: still kicking chairs around his house, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why he just didn't let this die, but yeah, who knows? Maybe he is innocent, so.
1: Well, uh, I think the simple answer to that is he's an a-hole.
0: <laughs> that's, well, this yes. That could be the simplest answer to to this question. You're right.
1: Exactly. Uh, One last thing is uh, as we look back and the thing's starting to get back a little bit to normal as far as, uh, you know, online poker uh, or I mean uh, live poker uh, resuming, we can kind of look back at uh, what's happened in the interim, how people actually, uh, you know, kind of uh, took to online poker and and ways that they could play, whether they were in a state and actually doing it legally or not. Uh, That's a whole other question. But uh, there was some numbers put out in a a story that I saw, and I'm very curious to to see what your thoughts were on that. Uh, The funny thing is when you look at uh, online revenues, uh, first of all, there's been a huge influx of sports betting, which we all know about and continues to grow, starting with Pennsylvania back in May of 2019 and states like Arkansas, Iowa, West Virginia, Indiana, Oregon throughout 2019. And then this last year, Colorado, Illinois, and Michigan uh, moving forward. So there's a big competitive form there of gambling and uh, that's done better than just about anything. But when you look at uh, some of the numbers for just poker, um, I'm looking at this list here, January of 2020, um, $4 million in revenue. You look at uh, four months later, right after kind of COVID kicked in, it, it bounced up to $10.5 million for a month of uh, April and $9.2 million in May. Then it kind of slacked off for a little bit back to $5 million by October. So I think people that went there and spent some of their money either got tapped out or found out it was really not quite for them. What are your thoughts on that? Well, put it this way. um,
0: For the ones who think it isn't for them, it's because of, you know, how they've lost certain hands. Um, The big difference there, Dave, is people don't realize this because there was a point, you know, after I had stopped playing live poker. Uh, because of my position, I just didn't want to venture into other rooms. Um, I've, I've mentioned on the show, I was playing a lot of online poker and, uh, the, the online poker, for lack of a better word, it's like crack, you know, it's like cr- being on crack because it's open 24 seven, Right. you just, you know, you, you, you as, as we've joked, you can play it in your underwear, you know, uh, you don't have to make an effort to go anywhere, Um, if they've had, if they've made the depositing easier, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, putting your credit card number in and, you know, uh, putting more money in your account. And, um, the longest sessions I've ever put in playing poker have been online. So if you're not running well, that's easier to lose all your money. As you mentioned, the revenues went down. And, uh, for those that have a significant other, uh, eventually, you got to make a choice. You know, uh, it's fun at first during the pandemic, but after a while, you know, you, you're in the you could be in those rooms, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen hours. Go to bed for three, four hours. Get up and start start the cycle all over again. Dave. Yeah,
1: yeah. The gambling attraction is uh, makes it very easy. and There's no question about that. Yeah. Um, and it's...
0: and one other big thing back then, as you mentioned right at the start of this conversation, is there was no sports so there was no sports betting you know or enter- or any entertainment value from sports at that moment whether you gambled on it or not right so you know your your gambling dollars couldn't go to a casino couldn't bet on bet sports online so you know your gambling dollars had to go to poker if that's you know if that's what if that's what you're inclined to do
1: yeah uh how about casinos? Have they have the casinos themselves? I mean, you obviously work in a poker room here in Florida, but what do you think from what you've heard uh are brick and mortar casinos starting to get back some revenues that they've lost?
0: <laughs> I All I can tell you is March was a phenomenal month.
1: Okay. Here.
0: That that March was a phenomenal month, and I can't imagine that it wasn't the same for everybody. Yeah. And if you go online and you look at the poker revenues, you know, um, I believe it was either January or February. You know, I can't remember which one of them it was. But one of our competitors with a limited amount of rooms generated 515000 in revenue Wow. with limited tables. And, um, you know, you can easily go online and figure out who I'm talking about. And one of our other competitors, I believe... Around three hundred and eighty, three hundred and ninety thousand, 390,000. Mm-hmm. And that's just incredible numbers with limited players, limited tables, limited hours. And, you know, if you look up the rest of the casino uh, uh, numbers, it's, you know, truly incredible. Truly, truly incredible, especially here in Dade. Yeah. Uh, you know, most people don't realize it, but, you know, uh, the four casinos in Dade if if they were running the same hours that we were, and all of them were closing at quarter to 12, I just don't know if they were all opening at the same time. But in comparison to before the pandemic, you're talking 34 and a quarter or 34 and a half less hours a week. Okay, so you're talking, uh, you know, a day, almost a day and a half, okay, of less revenue per week. And, you know, the numbers are crushing previous numbers. So, you know, whether it's the stimulus, you know, people have just had enough and it's time to get out. Uh, You know, we're very grateful. Um, Our room, our poker room and our casino on Fridays and Saturdays, uh, uh, Big Dave, are just slammed. Just slammed. It's amazing. It really is.
1: For sure. Well... That's going to about do it for the show. Let me just close out by saying that the Seminole Hard Rock uh, is hosting their Seminole Showdown, which uh, last year was supposed to be the 10th anniversary. They did not have it. But uh, this year will be the 10th anniversary with the one year in between. And uh, $2 million guaranteed main event, which will be taped for television, uh, gets underway April the 15th with a uh, $600 buy-in tournament, 480 players max per flight a $500,000 guarantee, and that will be opening sessions, six of them all together, on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, 15th through the 17th, and then all the Day 2 players back on Sunday, the 18th. And then at the main event, later in the series, they're actually uh, going to give out a few of these this week. Uh, they've already started this week. They start on the 5th of April and through the 14th. And at uh, 10 p.m., uh, they are going to have a drawing each night Everybody playing in the cash games will be eligible to win a seat to the main event, the thirty-five hundred dollar buy-in main event. So they are really celebrating big time as that comes forward. The main event actually uh, gets underway uh, on let's see, twenty-third or twenty-fourth. Yeah, twenty-third and twenty-fourth, uh, eleven a.m. Yeah. start that's times. That's why I'm not having a tournament this month. So yeah. Okay.
0: 200, mine is a very small one, but I just don't, you know. <laughs> I know that they have a lot of different uh, price ranges for all the different tournaments, and uh, it's going to be a, a about two week celebration. So, yeah,
1: yeah uh, the my 20, next tournament
0: is going to be till May
1: twenty third and twenty fourth. Will be the opening sessions, and they'll uh, play through the twenty. Let's see, the twenty seventh, I guess, is the final. Yes. So uh, maybe we can get together over there, take a look at what's going on, uh, have a chance to see you. Uh, um, certainly, uh, I've missed doing shows in the studio with Joe and in uh, Geo that we did for many, many years. As we oh, passed yeah. our tenth, our eleventh anniversary now of the show. But thanks for uh, uh, standing up and being part of the show today when you're not feeling so great. But do appreciate it.
0: Ah, uh, brother, you know I love you guys and the show, and I'm just sorry I wasn't here for the whole hour. But uh, no,
1: that's okay. We'll,
0: we'll get to that next week.
1: Okay, that's going to do it for us here. Another edition of uh, Poker Action Line. Uh, We hope to be back next week. Uh, It's kind of touch and go as things go. Uh, I get my second shot later this week. We'll hope that, uh, you know, I'm not uh, suffering the bad effects of that. I know uh, Joe Costello has a second shot coming up before too long as well. But uh, we'll work out all these uh, health issues, COVID issues, uh, studio time and our other jobs that we uh, are concentrating on as well and we'll try to get back together soon. Uh, Joe, thank you. Uh, Joe Costello, thank you for today and everything and we appreciate you, everything you do for us. That's going to do it. We'll be back hopefully next week with another edition of Poker Action Line.
3: The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.